This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Hey, I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the St. Jude kids. St. Jude's doing incredible work fighting childhood cancer. And because of donations, like the ones that you get, families never receive a bill ever from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, food, none of that. Help St. Jude stop childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope. Get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. It's going to look great on you. So join all the doctors, researchers, and me in this fight. All right, text the word Bobby. It's only six numbers to 785-833. Again, text the word Bobby to just these six numbers, 785-833. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and you can't get a hold of anyone. With 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Here we go. Come on, Bobby. Bobby Bones. Transmitting across America. Turn it up. This is the Bobby Bones Show. Let's go. Here we are. Morning studio. Morning. Okay. We're going to start with this next person who wishes he did better in high school. But it seemed to work out pretty well for him because his life right now is pretty cool. Here he is. Our video producer. Producer Eddie. Eddie, you're up, buddy. Guys, I found a discipline that I do with my kids, and it's amazing. So whenever they act up, I say, keep it up. I'll talk about it on the radio. And they Ooh, stop immediately. I don't, I don't know if that's a good... What do you I, mean? I don't think that's healthy. What do you mean? You're making them see your job as possibly a punishment for them. Here's what happens. Sometimes I talk about it on the radio, and they're like, Dad, why'd you talk about that on the radio? Now all my friends hear about it. So I say, oh, you know what? I want You're right. I won't do that. And then when they act up, I'm like... You want me to talk about it on no, the radio? No, I hear you. I just don't think that's a healthy relationship <laughs> with your job. Bones, you should do that with your wife. Amy, you should do that with your kids. No, no, it's she's, also like, it's, it's, oh. <laughs> it's, a, right, it's like a threat. It's, yeah, that's right. a, it's a threat. It's, yeah, it's yeah. not health. It's like fear, parenting out of fear, creating fear. What? And with something that you do every single day, which they're going to associate that fear with, which they're going to hate that you, oh. check it out. Look, you got an F? What? I'm gonna, if you don't pick up these grades, make the, I want this into a B by next week, or I'm going to talk about it on the radio. Dude, they're, they that's get, pretty good. They I don't get like it. so serious. It's awesome. I don't like it, but you do what you got to okay, do, okay, okay buddy? <laughs> Next up, we rejected his bit called Win a Date with Amy recently, and some would question his moral decency. Here's Lunchbox, everybody. Yeah. I just appreciate how much our listeners have our backs. Like, I mean, to the rescue, this girl, Heather Gunn, on Instagram hits me up. She goes, just a reminder, today is your anniversary. It's the same as mine. And I'm like, oh, crap, it is my anniversary. Because let me tell you, I don't look at a calendar. I don't know dates. And I was like, well, better do something for my wife. And so I had already ordered myself a lunch. And so when I was at the uh, sandwich <laughs> shop, I picked up her favorite sub also. You don't know dates? Uh, who looks at the calendar? What says date? I don't know. See? Don't exactly. Know. That's what what is it's the 18th. But <laughs> I look at a calendar. I mean, I have to live by my calendar. Yeah, but I don't. I know. But you said who, so I'm telling you. I'm okay, raising my hand. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's yeah, someone. I, I have all my hours. I mean, most of my hours are I, it's purple. I'm, I'm, so I'm covered. But yeah, I use a calendar. 
See, I don't use a calendar. I don't look at dates. Nothing. I mean, you don't have anything you keep any remind her in? No, nothing. Wow. I, I have. I'm, There's I just, a beauty to that. Oh, yeah. I keep it in Stress my head, free. man. Like, I know I got to be somewhere on this day. Okay, it's in my head. That's it. You just must not have that many things then. <laughs> but do you have, like, Respectfully. The, the date? Or sometimes you're like, okay, that's a, on a Thursday. I, need to I just know it's in two Wednesdays or something. I'm like, oh, two Wednesdays. <laughs> Four sleeps. Yes. Four Four sleep. Sleep. <laughs> and that's how I count things down. It's, it's like, like kids. It's like, oh, we have five sleeps till oh this or four God. sleeps till this. I don't write down. I don't look at a calendar. Yeah, I don't look yeah. at dates. It works and so, for you. I mean, thank you to our listeners, and happy anniversary to my wife. Wow. This next person adopted her two children from Haiti, and she provides the show with her pile of stories on the daily. Here she is, Amy, everybody. Okay. So my daughter's 16. She's in high school, and a couple of these guys that she goes to school with came over to my car, was picking her up, and they came over, and they introduced themselves. And I was like, oh, hi. Nice to meet you. And then they walked away. And... So she gets in and I said, oh, that was nice of your friends to come introduce themselves. And she goes, oh, no, they're doing it to all the moms. The boys these days, this is their generation. They think they can get the moms. And then they walk around school telling all of us that they're going to be our stepdads. <laughs> and I was like, what? That's bizarre. <laughs> well, this, this is layered. This is layered. First of all, Lunchbox is one thing that's hilarious. <laughs> hey, man, one of my friends had a hot mom. We used to tell them all the time. But secondly, I feel like this is also an Amy brag. Ah. Yeah. Is that right? Amy? I feel like Amy positioned a little brag in here. Huh. No, she said they're doing it to all mo- moms. It wasn't exclusive to me. Mm-hmm. I bet you there's some moms that ain't doing it. Okay, well, listen. I That was not meant to be a brag. It was no. more so that Sashir was telling me like it is with boys these days. And they think they have a shot. With moms, and, and you're they, telling us like it is that some young teenage boys thought you were hot. Okay, no, I don't think that's. They didn't even know what I. That when they walked up to the car, they just knew that I was the mom picking her up. Hey, whatever. That wasn't the point. Whatever of the you story. want to say there. Uh huh. Okay. Now I just. No. <laughs> okay, not the point of the story. I just thought it was funny too that Thank they're you. walking around. I'm gonna be your stepdad. All right, Ray, do me from Mountain Pine, Arkansas. He's great at coming up with topics on the fly from the start to when we say bye. Bobby Bones. Woo. Thank you. I have a few housekeeping notes, but first of all, I want to tell you this. I don't know if it got to you guys. Oh, you probably saw it pop up. We're getting what? a prison call from Joe, Joe Exotic. I saw, I saw it. it. I saw it. I was it. like, what? From prison. That's amazing. And I don't know how we timed this out. Scuba, does does he use a calendar? And Lunchbox doesn't. Yeah, does my- Joe Exotic from prison use a calendar uh, to know when he's going to call us? So I, I think we're fit into his schedule of like your one call a day. And that's how it's all put together through someone who's handling his schedule. And why are we? What's he promoting? Uh, nothing. It's just we've been trying to get him on for three years, so I figured it's a good bookend <laughs> from having what's her name on, and then him as well. Dang, that's Carol. crazy! It this is awesome. Well, just that he's calling from prison is awesome. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, we from a penitentiary. We used to go. That's what's gonna wow. happen. And we go yes, right, and then we yeah. Pay. Wow. So we have to pay for it. Is it collect? I don't know. I think it comes out of his commissary dues. The company gets mad at us because we take a collect call. <laughs> so a little bit of that. So I wanted to mention that. Forget you guys see the guests that are booked on the calendar. Mm-hmm. But there's a calendar lunchbox. How did you see that? Uh-oh, busted. No, it's email. just an email. It's an email. We, oh, pops up my calendar. You guys just get yeah. an email about it. Yeah, I don't have a calendar. We I, get I, both. If you accept it, it pops up on your calendar. Got but it. he's not he likely do that. accepting it. So we were going to have Chris from Dashboard Confessional in, but he got sick and wasn't able to come in. Is that still happening, Scuba? Yeah, so he's coming in at the end of the month. Okay. And then Adam Duritz from County Crows, he's still coming in? He's coming in, yeah, I think uh, next week or the week after. He's in person? He's yeah, in dude. Oh, person. my it's goodness. It's my favorite, my favorite person, one of my favorite people of all time in the history of time. You met him before? Never. 
Ooh. Never. This is going to be amazing. Of all time. My, one of my favorite of all time. So that's a weird one for me because I'm such a fan that I'm kind of nervous about it not going wonderfully. I've seen interviews with him recently, and he, he seems a lot more open. Like, back in the day, he was very, like, shy, wouldn't answer questions. Mm-hmm. I think now he's more open, and we'll get you get more out of him. So we got Joe Exotic from prison, Dashboard Confessional, Counting Crows. Come on, dude. That's pretty good. Woo! That's pretty good. All right, so that's all happening here, we hope. But the Joe Exotic one, I think, I'm mo- just because it's in pr- well, well, Are there any rules on what we can talk about with him? Uh, he, he, there's one rule, and I have to check through my email, but we can't talk about the death of his husband. His husband died? He died? I think so, yeah. I got, I got to confirm my notes, but there was one off-limits thing, and I believe it was that. But other than that, we're good. Other than that, we should be good. Next up to Chrisley's. Oh, <laughs> come on. Let's go. Time for the mailbag. You send an email, and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. I know this is petty, but something that really bothers me is on my mind. My wife's been dropping hints for birthday gifts all over the house. It's far from subtle, though. I'm seriously considering ignoring it this year. Over the last five years, I've gotten her jewelry. We went on a vacation, dinners, spa packages. I bought stuff for the kids that they give her, and it's been wonderful. You know why? Because she deserves it. That said, over the last five years for my birthday, I've gotten an annual list of chores that need to be done around the house. (laughs) Complaints that she's too tired to do anything. Socks, underwear, and a dartboard, which I'm not allowed to hang in the house because holes might get in the wall. I'm just not feeling it this year. Does that make me a total jerk or do I have a point here? Signed, husband tired of gift giving. It doesn't feel like she does very good his birthday though, huh? Right. Sounds like she wants a lot of nice things but doesn't give a lot of nice things. Let's read again what he got for his birthday. Over the last five years for my birthday, I've gotten chores that need to be done, an annual list, complaints that she's too tired to do anything, socks, underwear, and a dartboard. Those are the gifts. But I feel like too tired to do anything, does, it just means too tired to do anything. Oh. Like, it, you know, oh, anything. Oh, oh, I think that's what that yeah, is. Okay, yeah. okay, I see that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, oh. mm-hmm. I'm just not <laughs> feeling it this year. Does that make me a total jerk or to have a point? So he's thinking about not getting her anything? Well, it could be both. It, you can be both. You can be a jerk and you can have a point. Sure. I know what he should get her. Couples therapy. Oh, can you, <laughs> That's what they really oh, need. Oh, boy. It's like it's to be a blender or a, well. a membership to a, a, a gym. Oh, Ooh, no. Do that. Sounds like they need a little communication. She, can you not leave? Let's just address the thing you didn't ask about. Can you not leave hints about your birthday to her? Exactly. Because it sounds like you're not because us as dudes, we try to downplay our birthdays because we don't want to be like, oh, he loves his birthday. And you get made fun of. But if it's bothering you, you should also leave hints about your birthday. I don't know that's not what you asked about. Or just ask her for what you want. Because that's basically what she's doing. This is what I would do. I would get her what she wants. She's leaving hints, get it for her. And then you just leave the crap out of hints next time. And then if she doesn't get you that, say, hey, look, I saw your hints. I got it for you. You did not get this for me. Now, this is not fair. And that conversation can actually happen after her birthday, then your birthday. Mm -hmm. Then. Okay. So, yes, get her what she wants. Make her happy. It's her birthday. She deserves it. She doesn't deserve to be penalized for her birthday because she sucks at yours. Maybe you suck at communicating what you want for your birthday. Oh. 
Could be it. This could be a bit of a mirror situation. Look in one. Maybe she literally thought you love socks and underwear. Maybe she thinks you love your list of annual chores. (laughs) (laughs) So the best way to make this happen is not to... Yeah, don't go ...aggressively push your agenda and your... Get her her amazing gift, but you have to also do what she's doing to you on your birthday and let her know what you want. And I got a good feeling about it. But that whole... I'm too tired to do anything. Yeah, I don't like that. It doesn't have to be for your birthday because she might be. She might have a headache, you know? But here's, here's, here's one pass. Here's one pass. Right. You know? It could be too tired to go out to dinner. That's not anything. You know what anything is. Anything. 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 <laughs> Did he put it in quotes? Uh-huh. Okay. She's too tired to do anything. Gotcha. <laughs> Make her feel special. And then let her know you want to feel special. And I do think that just by communicating that, this will be all better. That's what's up. Thank you. Close the mailbag. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Hello, everybody. This is a segment we do where 60% of the time after the segment is over, people are still upset. 40% it's like, ha ha, you got me. 60% people are still upset for a little bit. Let's spill the tea. It's just a tittle-tattle, tattletale segment, whatever. Somebody's like, I want to say this, but I need some kind of cover if I say it. I'm going to give the cover today to Lunchbox. He wants to spill the tea on somebody. Of course. But she probably spills the tea more than anybody, him and Eddie. <laughs> yeah, they're the tea spillers. Yeah. So, Lunchbox, spill the tea. So, uh, someone on the show almost pulled an Amy, and I'm talking about wrecking their car. I'm sitting at a stoplight, and there's a Jeep in front of me, and there's a little blonde girl sitting behind the wheel, and it's Morgan. And she's sitting there jamming out to her radio, and the light turns green. No left arrow, just a green circle. And what's Morgan do? She goes left. Only problem is there's a car coming straight across the intersection. Both cars swerve, and they both look at each other. And Morgan's like, oh, I'm sorry. And the car has to <laughs> swerve around her and go on. And I call Morgan immediately. She goes, oh, I thought that car was parked. <laughs> Wait, bad driver alert. Parked on the road? Okay, yeah, let me exactly. get... Let's let's let her say. Let me get Morgan's yeah. version yeah, yeah, of this. Yeah. Okay, Morgan, go ahead. So Lunchbox is fair to spill the tea. I did. <laughs> I did mess up. I really did. But in in my fairness, we were at a stop sign where there were parked cars on both sides of the street. It was like a narrow. It wasn't like a regular stoplight. It was very different. And so I just I it was a long day. I don't know if and I, I straight up thought different? this car was parked. Okay, I can see it. No, so, no, no, because no, it, it had to have been doubled. Meaning if there's a street parking, there's also a car a car beside it because that's in the road. So they had to been parked two by two. It had been like animals walking in Noah's Ark, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I also can understand turning left on a green without an error. I haven't done it, knock on wood, but I can see where it's like, oh, green, I'll just go. But thank God. Yeah, you, I just like panic yeah. turned. I wasn't really paying attention. It had been a long day, but I, yeah, I own it. I, I did do it. I almost wrecked a car. Did the car and the driver of that car make solid eye contact with you after? Oh, yeah. They were not happy with me. They threw their hands in the air like, what are you doing? And it it was one of those very awkward where I was worried that they were going to like get out of their car and fight me. They were that mad. But they couldn't have stopped you, right? You could have just drove off. 
I mean, yeah, I would, they were, they kind of blocked my way. It was, it was just a perfect spot in the intersection that I would have been <laughs> toast either way. Lunchbox, why are you laughing? <laughs> were I'm you, just laughing. Were you nervous for her? Laughing. No, I wasn't nervous for her. I was like, oh, what an idiot. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> what if she would have gotten to a wreck though? Oh. Uh, pulled out the phone and started filming it, like got out and interviewed oh. her. What? So what happened yeah, here, he Morgan? He wouldn't have not have helped me at all. He would have probably filmed and drove off. Are we sure he would have filmed or called 911? Oh. <laughs> or filmed himself calling 911 and then filmed it. <laughs> yes. His favorite thing. Okay, do. Morgan, what do we learn? What can we all take from this spilling of the tea here? That I need, before I start driving my vehicle, I just need to take a deep breath and just drive the car and focus on driving to get home instead of like paying attention to 80 million other things at the same time. Will that work with a judge if you go in and they're like, so what happened? And you're like, it's just a bad day. Not guilty. That won't, won't work. I mean, I'm a little sympathetic towards her. The yeah. way she said, like, owned it. One, she owned it. And two, she said, I had a, I had a hard day. Like, yeah, I felt it. She had a lot going on in her mind and she's going to concentrate because of it. It's like, you know, she's thankful that she didn't have the wreck, but also thankful for the opportunity to be woken up. So she focuses while she drives to prevent wow. her from a future wreck. And isn't that what life's all about? Yes. Yeah, I fell asleep halfway through that. <laughs> woken up out of it. Oh. All right. Spilling of the tea. It's valid, valid tea spilled. Morgan, you're very fortunate. This is one of those where you put in your pocket and you go, you know what? I got very lucky. Something good happened to me, even though nothing happened. That's good. And I'm going to chalk this up to a victory. Sometimes things- Yeah, and you know, yeah. I felt that way until I realized Lunchbox was behind me. And then I was like, dang it. You know, yes. <laughs> That's the worst part. <laughs> All right. That is Spill the Tea. Let's spill the tea. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. There's a fifth grader in Wisconsin. His name is Noah Main, and he's a published author. He wrote a book called Somebody's Got a Root for the Underdog, and he's actually making money from it. But he's donating money to the youth football program in his area. $737. He's only in the fifth grade. That's got to feel like a million bucks to him, you know? And he said he discovered his passion for writing at a young age. And He's still a young age. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. That's like when I was on Idol and they'd be 16 or 17-year-old kids. Yeah. Bobby, I waited my whole life to get here. Bro, your life ain't been that long. Yeah. He enjoys playing football, the teamwork, and being able to help them buy new equipment that will inspire more people to sign up to play the game. And he said it just feels really good to make a difference. There you go. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. It's a Bobby Bones Show interview. In case you didn't know. When it comes to artists who I'm just a massive fan of personally, Tennille Towns is one of those artists. You would know her from Somebody's Daughter. Somebody's Daughter. Somebody's Daughter. Or Jersey on the Wall. If I ever get to heaven, know I got a long list of questions. She's got the train track work tapes where she was on a train. She recorded them all. She'll tell us about that. I mean, I'm such a massive fan that I, I took her on the road with me and was just like... I know you're better than me, but go and just destroy the audiences. And she did. Big fan. Here she is, Tennille Towns. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Tennille Towns. Tennille, how are you? I'm good. good how are see, you, I'm, Bobby? I'm good. It's good to see you. This new guitar is fancy. Is that, oh, thank you. Did you? Is that art you drew or is that 
because it's like there's like a river or something on it. Yeah. Or? Okay. Well, the straight lines of the sun rays are the extent of my artistic painting ability. The rest was my friend Lewis who did it. Who, He's pretty awesome. What happened to the other guitar that you were doing all the work on? Well, that one was for the Lemonade Stand, so that was like for that record, and now this one's for Masquerades, and it's got some empty spaces on here to keep filling it up with the next stuff. So, so. every project you yeah. do a new guitar. That's the plan. Every record, full record, will get a little time capsule guitar to go with it. Dang, that's pretty cool. What's the guitar you're making for this show appearance? <laughs> Aren't we that valuable, guys? Like, it should have its own guitar I'm just going to get you a pen, yeah. and you guys can all... No, uh, <laughs> we don't want to be a part of your art there. So I'm a massive Tennille Towns fan, and with you coming in, would you briefly, before you play a song, would you tell us about this train trip and kind of how this whole project came together? Yes, thank you for having me today. Um, okay, so I rode this train. Now do a, do that while you're talking, though. We like it. You oh, started to play you, music? You, yeah. you like the accompaniment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't okay, you guys like good. that? Oh, yeah, let's yeah, get yeah, a, little, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go a little vibe going here. <laughs> um, okay, so I got on the train in Montreal, and I rode it all the way to Calgary. We, how far is that? So it's a couple thousand miles. And we played, so was, we lived on this train for 15 days, and we played 65 shows. So some days... Well, you lived on a train? Yeah, I lived Was on it a like train. where you had the stick on a, a bag on a stick, and you jumped on it <laughs> as it was going, and then you lived in a cart? I wish we could have done the run and jump on, mm. like that's what I wanted, but that was not with safety protocol, so no. <laughs> but um, How do you play shows on a train? So literally one of the stage cars was or one of the boxcars was a stage so it would roll into the town and everybody would gather around and they knew when the train was coming through their town and like the door would just fold down and then we'd put the mic stands out there and we'd go play and then we would like say goodbye and the the door would fold back up and we'd roll to the next town like 20 minutes down the track so some days we were playing five or six shows a day and a lot of these shows were in like minus 31 degree celsius weather and like people were so resilient it was the most incredible thing and everyone it was a free show but everyone who came brought a donation for their local food bank so it was like witnessing the best parts of the human spirit and I'm standing up there seeing everyone bundled up and the freezing cold weather just like showing up for their friends and neighbors and I was so inspired I had to start writing so I wrote a bunch of songs in the mornings before the shows would start and then a couple days into it I was like we got a couple laptops and like we could borrow some some gear from the stage car what if we figured out how to like record some stuff on this train while we're moving down the tracks so so the whole purpose of this was to give back yeah now you said some things that i don't understand first of all <laughs> celsius <laughs> first, <laughs> first of all okay i don't know it starts to even out i can't remember at what degree but i want to say it was like minus 25 or something fahrenheit okay oh, yeah the second thing was you said two places and I like to apologize to all of our Canadian listeners because we're on in a lot of places in Canada too. <laughs> but you you said two places from this place to that place. So what were the two places again? Montreal to Calgary. Do that America though, distance wise. Distance wise. Okay, so Calgary's like north of Montana. Okay. And Montreal is like New York-ish. Okay, but up a little more too. But up, yeah. Okay, so, okay, it's a long train ride. It's wow, a long wow. train ride, Is yeah. it like a... A tour bus because whenever we have to go back on the road in a bus, the first couple of days I don't like it because I feel like I'm shaking as we're driving and I'm sleeping. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes we have to side. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I want to die. Yes. Is it hard to sleep on a horse. train? 
So it was it was very shaky, but you got used to it a couple of days in. Same kind of thing. The the difference between a tour bus is there was a lot more space to like for all of us to spread out. There were like there was a lounge car, there was a caboose where we set up a little recording studio, but then everyone had their own tiny little room, which is was a lot more spacious than like a bunk. Mm-hmm. So we didn't get as stir crazy as we, we were nervous getting on that thing because you don't really get off the train. We got off once to go to like a Legion like at, after the last show at night. But other than that, you're pretty much kind of just on the train. One day, I think we clocked like like 9,000 steps or something just going on the train on the train so you have to jump from cart to cart and there's a chance you fall off you know in the middle of the two carts <laughs> you know I have to jump over there, and there's the ground yeah. below you <laughs> yes. yeah yes. like they say like mind the gap yeah no there was definitely you had to it would be a greater risk of slipping on the ice and the snow that was blowing between the cars yeah. but it was closed off so you wouldn't you weren't gonna yeah. fall off the train but you could you could definitely trip. <laughs> and how would they yell all aboard in Canada and do they yell it in French when you're in the French parts? <laughs> I wish they yelled it at all. Not uh-huh. one time. <laughs> Not one time did they say uh, all aboard, which okay. felt very like misleading. Okay, so now that we know the story. So that's me, the story. Think about this. She she goes and she lives on a train all to to get food for people that are less fortunate. And now if I were to go like, I'm so surprised, I'll be lying because <laughs> Tanil's just what she's about is helping others constantly. Thanks. So I'm not surprised by any of this. I think I'd have been surprised. She was like, I did a train. I got paid 10 grand tonight. It was awesome. I'd be like, what? <laughs> Who are you? That's crazy. So what song are you going to do here? Okay, I'm going to do a song called Wheels, um, which is the last song on this EP called Train Track Work Tapes. And so... All of these are pretty acoustic, stripped down. This is the last song. And as we recorded the song in motion, so as you're listening, you can hear all of the creaks. And like at one point, we hit some kind of bump. <laughs> you can definitely hear that in the track. And at the end, it, we did it all in one complete pass. And we passed by the crossing. And the bells happened, thank God, like just at the end of the last note. We all looked at each other. We were like, We're not doing that again. Like, that was it. This is it. We got it. So this song is kind of like, this one is very honest to me in the sense of I struggle very much with the high of being on the road and then coming home and doing laundry and being in the quiet of that. And um, I was in the middle of this train trip, literally having the time of my life, and I was just dreading the ending. You know, and you've like looked forward to something. And it's me at work every day. You're just. <laughs> I get here. <laughs> don't, and I just want don't want it to be home. over. Yeah. I know, right? I that, yeah. That's such. Honestly, that's a great sign that you're doing the thing you love. But it's it's definitely a weird, weird feeling to dread the end. So that's what this song's about. So this is called Wheels. This is called Wheels. And this is from. The train track work tapes. Yeah. Just want to make sure everybody knows it before you start again. Thank you for that. Wheels, train it. track Wheels. work tapes. Here is <laughs> Tanil Towns. All right. On Tanil Towns in studio. That's called Wheels. It is on her new project that's out now called Train Track Work Tapes. Go stream it. Uh, I have another segment that I want to do with you. Sure, yeah. And I don't even mind like throwing stuff at you because I feel like we know each other at this yes. point pretty well. <laughs> um, when we come back, I know there's a cover on this train track fork tapes? Yeah. I don't want to say what it is yet. Will you do that for us? I would love to. Okay, cool. All right, you're going you're gonna to love it. <laughs> it's, I don't a, know what it is. Well, it's a great song. It's one of the greatest songs <laughs> ever of all time. And she crushes that because I've heard her do it before. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I want to say thanks for everybody who has helped with St. Jude. I mean, you guys are changing lives. You guys are saving lives. St. Jude has been leading the way to the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of cancer. And I'm talking about childhood cancer. 
Your support actually means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food. So the parents can focus on uh, being a parent and helping their kid live. You know, I never had cancer, but I was in the hospital as a kid for a long time. And I just remember how difficult it was, how scary it was. And then I remember getting out and having to figure out how to pay the bill. I didn't have to pay it, but you know, somebody did. But St. Jude eliminates a lot of that. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. You'll get an awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join the doctors, the researchers. Hey, join me in this fight and visit musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Go! On the Bobby Bones Show now. Tennille Towns. Tennille has the train track work tapes, which you really recorded and wrote while on a train traveling across the land to help other people eat. That's literally <laughs> to it. To help other wow. people eat. Wow, yeah, what she, a She's synopsis. collecting food for food banks. And <laughs> so this is a home to me. No, I'm a traveling soul like this is uh, Pieces of My Heart. Pieces of my heart. That's probably my favorite one. Oh, like pieces of my thanks, heart makes me feel like. Yeah. So, and track three, I'm just gonna have you play if you're cool with it. I'd be honored. And the first time I heard Tanil play this, I think we were all backstage because Tanil came on the road with me for a while where we did shows, and we I, did. I just remember Tanil being so good, and <laughs> she would like tear the crowd it, their hearts out, and then had gone to be funny, and I was like, it's the best and worst decision ever made, because the best decision is Tenille just murders a crowd, and they, they fall in love with her and how good she is, but then she's got them so emotional that I come on to tell jokes, and they're just not in the right headspace for it. So, but we set back, me, Eddie, Tenille, yes. um, I think so, whoever, I don't know, Garth is back there, George Strait. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, they were there. all our buddies, you know. <laughs> and just passing a guitar around to Tenille Play. That was this. really fun. That was. That was like a really fun time. Like, I just really, that, that, that's kind of like one of those rare magic moments in a dressing room that I feel like you can kind of count on one hand. And yeah. I loved that. We just passed the guitar around. It was so awesome. And she played this. <laughs> and I remember going, oh, man, one day I'm going to ever play it here. So I'm not even going to say what it is, Tenille. You play it. Here it is. This is track three on the train track work tapes. But here is Tenille Towns. Bones. 
Oh, wow. Come on. Okay. Hey, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Before we do uncomfortable questions. Okay. And this is kind of inside baseball. But so of all these songs on the train track work tapes, which I hope everybody goes and streams. Thanks. I'm going to put one as like our national countdown song, and then I'm going to put it on a different show that I do, a national show. Which one do you want featured? Thank you. No, not thank you. Which one do you want? Because uh, I'll pick whichever one you like. But wow. you, get, you get to pick one. I get to pick one. And I'll put it on both the national shows. Do you Dang. want Home to Me, Pieces of My Heart, uh, Coming Together, Wheels? Which one? Let's do Home to Me. Okay. So, Mike, got that? Put that on both of them. Thank you. That's okay. So cool. Now, uncomfortable questions. I give, but then I take. <laughs> then, all right. Oh, well, I'm buckling yeah. up. Yeah, I'm I ready. give, then I take. Uh, they're not that uncomfortable for you because everybody likes you. Question one <laughs> Is Tennille Town sad all the time? <laughs> <laughs> yes, always. <laughs> okay, okay. It's like, you know, underneath and at the same time as absolute joy everywhere mm-hmm. I go, it's just kind of underneath. How tall is Tennille Towns? Ooh, 5'2 on a good day. Yeah. When you wear boots. Five... That's more like 5'4, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Does Tennille Towns have any secret talents? Mm. I'm, it's kind of weird, but I grew up water skiing with my family, and my dad was kind of like a competitive water skier, so therefore I can like slalom ski kind of half decently. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There are two more. Okay. Uh, what's the worst part of being a country singer? Like, what's the worst part of the job of being a country singer? Photo shoots, getting your picture taken all the time. I just want to sing songs for people. <laughs> Cameras are like the worst thing ever. <laughs> and the final one, and I tell you, I didn't know this till I was looking at. Hey, Ray, can you play a clip of the thing that wrecks you? It's Tennille and Brian Adams. Play a clip of that, please. <laughs> it looks just like a dream so this question is based off somebody who I who saw the writing credits. Where your last name is not listed as Towns. Interesting. Did you know that? I didn't know that, but wow, good how, to know. And the question was, how does she pronounce her real last <laughs> name? Yeah, it's basically, yeah, it's it's Nad Kronishny, which sounds like a sneeze, but yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's got enough letters for the Mickey Mouse theme song. <laughs> Nad Kronishny. That's right, yeah. I wish that was my name. Dang. That's a cool name. That's you a could, cool one. <laughs> Thanks, Dang, guys. And Nad is at the beginning of it. That's awesome. <laughs> Tanil, you know you are the best. Oh, I you, love you, you guys. Always Thanks can, for having Whatever me. you got going on, you can always come in here. I appreciate and you. And you're the best. And Okay, so everybody, go and check out <laughs> Train Track Work Tapes and follow Tanil at Tanil Towns, T-O-W-N-E-S. And I think we've said it all. Amy, anything you want to say? Just recording on a train? Like, has it inspired you to think, hmm, where else a can boat. I? Where Literally. Can I? Yeah. Let's go River on sessions. a trip. What? Skydiving. Oh, river sessions, plane river sessions. Set? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. What river other work tapes. Mo- modes of transportation are there? I mean, the, the Uber tapes. Oh, there you go. Oh, Uber to the next. Yeah. Let's go. That's a good this. one. <laughs> anything else? Awesome. The scooter sessions? Okay. Uh, submarine sounds. Oh. <laughs> Now we're really I mean, getting all right. somewhere. Yes. <laughs> all right, you guys. Tanil Towns, check it out. Tanil, thank you very much. There thank she is. Nice you. job. Thanks, you guys. <laughs> a voicemail from James in Texas. Got a family of five here. We listen to you in the morning on the way to school, and kids love it. We love your radio program. Keep up the good work. Appreciate that, James. This is Thomas in Indiana. Just calling to give you a documentary recommendation. It's called Moment of Contact. It's about aliens. I think you're really going to love it. Once I get in, though, I can't get out. And I go through these phases of the show where I just want to talk about aliens all the time. So I don't. Right now, I'm trying to. Oh, it's a 91% positive. Oh, no. no, I'm going to have to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> we're just not being told everything. And I don't think we should always be told everything because people would freak out. 
But if I watch this, then you have to deal with a month of me talking about it. No, we don't want that. Or like going through different rabbit holes of it. So I'm ready to have a moment of contact. <laughs> What's it on, Mike? What does it say? So probably like Amazon then, you buy it or rent it. Or does it come to you through a secret chip in your brain Ooh. that aliens plant oh. when you're asleep? Yup. Aliens could be, we can't, just be, see, here we go. Just because we can't see them doesn't mean they're not real either. They could be here amongst us. Our eyes can only see certain things. I've said this before. Dogs can see things that we can't see because the cones in their eyes, like colors. Different animals can hear things we can't hear because of how they're, how do we know there's not an alien right in front of us? We just can't see it because what if our eyes aren't able to trans, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we don't know that. How do we know they're not coming from the bottom of the ocean? We've never, we don't know what's at the bottom of the ocean. We can't get that far. They could be using echolocation. Well, they're not dolphins, Amy. That would come for sure. <laughs> Bats uh, use it too. The Here's Amy's pile of stories. There's a new trend in Botox. It's called Trap Talks, and it's becoming really popular thanks to TikTok. And it's getting Botox in your shoulder trap area. Apparently, women are liking that it makes them look more contoured, but also it eases tension and they just feel more relaxed. The traps is kind of like the neck shoulder, right? Yes. Does that make sense? Some trapezoids. Yeah, but some like wrestlers or bodybuilders have, the, or me, they have, we have these huge muscles. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yours is yeah. thick. Yeah, yeah, mine's thick. <laughs> yeah, I guess I got Botox in my jaws for when my teeth were. It didn't really help me do much. Oh, I don't know that it helped me at all, but maybe it did. I just didn't notice it because I did it once. I felt no difference at all. Like a month and a half later, I went back. They did it again, double. I don't, maybe I'm just allergic to, or maybe I just don't respond React? to that. Yeah. Mm. I, I was thinking maybe you need to go for triple because that's what I was thinking. Maybe you're triple. So, I just wow. keep going. Wow. I feel like they're so strong. Maybe they, they, no, no, my jaws. You want to talk about are. some traps? Yeah. <laughs> These jaws. But yeah, I just can't, couldn't stop clenching them. I was breaking my teeth. I tried everything. I, well, I just thought I, I mean, I tried a lot of things. And so I don't know. That, that hasn't helped me. Well, those grow too. What are the when you clench right there, that part of your jaw expands as well. So if you do get Botox there and it does relax it, that muscle goes down because it's. it's Wonder if like I can bench press my jaws. <laughs> Ooh, that'd be yeah. cool. Yeah. All right, what else? There's a science-backed reason or multiple that you should take a lunch break. Uh, some people were tracked. Yeah, to eat. No, like yeah, to actually leave your desk, leave your office, go away. Nutrition. Like, more and more people are just working through their lunch break and kind of eating on the go. I, I see, like that. Efficiency. I see Scuba Steve do it every day. He goes to the microwave, heats it up, and then goes back to his desk to but you tell you what, that guy gets a lot of stuff done. Yeah, he does. Gets paid pretty well. <laughs> well, what you should do <laughs> is take a real lunch break, one away from your desk, and this has mental and physical health benefits. Like, it'll improve your digestion, it'll boost your productivity, and it'll lower your stress level, and then you'll avoid the afternoon slump. I don't believe Scuba Steve has an afternoon slump. Do you, Scuba? I don't think so. I think I'm pretty much always the same from beginning to end. Always on. Stressed out? Mm -hmm. I, think, <laughs> um, I think what he does to pump himself up in the afternoon, because I was here later than usual yesterday, is he blasts music. Like death metal, like, death metal, like weird stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, like, or like hardcore hip-hop and stuff. That too. Yeah. yeah. I had a hip-hop day yesterday. Yeah, he's a weird guy for sure. Yeah. All right, what else? <laughs> Dolly Parton has now turned down two Presidential Medal of Freedom offers. She said no to President Trump a few years ago. And she turned down President Biden. And in her rock song, Rolled on Fire, she calls out greedy politicians. And on the Today Show, they were asking her who she was talking about specifically. What politicians are you talking about? All of them. 
any of them. I don't think any of them are trying hard enough. I'm sure we're all trying, but I just really think that uh, I think often that they worry more about the party than they do about the people. If we just do what we felt was the right thing rather than who's going to lose or who's going to win this or who's going to look better if they do this rather than working from the heart. I completely agree. I've said it many times. I think all politicians are terrible. And occasionally one surprises me. But I just the general rule is all politicians are terrible. Why would you even go into that? And the problem is that most most politicians come from the ability to be a politician, which means they don't have to work. And they come from money, so they don't only represent people that never had money. So you have a bunch of people voting for a party, voting for people that have been rich their whole life, thinking they're going to take care of them, but they don't. I'm with you, Dolly. But except I get like yelled at for it. And she's like, that's Dolly. <laughs> like, yes. There's a difference from when she says it when I say it. Okay, is that it? I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Alisa owns a haircut corner barbershop in Lafayette, Louisiana. And then they were like, you know what? We should open a lounge, you know, attached to the barbershop. So they named it Chillin' and Styles Lounge. And their first customer comes in, orders a $4 drink, and then says, oh, can I get the bill, please? He tips one thousand dollars. Wow! And she's like, "No, no, no, sir! Like it was only four dollars." He goes, "Yeah, I'm just trying to do something good." He said, "Tell me something good." He said that. <laughs> he said that. That's weird. And then what'd she say? And then she said, "Are you serious? That's a twenty-two thousand percent tip." There's no way she knew the percentage. Okay, he's embellishing. <laughs> There's no way she knew the percentage of the tip, and he, they didn't say, "Tell me something good." Huh. So you're taking away from the real story, which was the guy left her a thousand dollar tip. No, he said, "I'm trying to do something good." Yeah, 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 yeah. But then. And then you said, tell me something good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. it didn't really make sense. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, and that's what's crazy is she was like, it just made my day. He's like my angel, and I won't reveal his name. Like, question. She won't reveal his name? No. Yes. He didn't want For, it. Right, yeah. he didn't want his name out there. But my question, is he hitting on her? No. That's a great question. And my, I mean, my initial instinct is no... But, but we don't know. $1,000 tip that's hitting on someone? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. I bet the great. I was, somebody hit on me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you're a female tip. bartender and a dude sitting there having one drink Leaves and he tips you that much. Wow. You're not thinking, okay. hey, like. That's a great question. I would say no. However, if you were to say no, he was, I wouldn't argue with you. Okay. Because it's kind of a cheesy, losery way to hit on someone, but it's still a way to hit on someone. It's baller. Sometimes, though, because there was a story in Arkansas where somebody did this, and then they canceled their credit card. That's funny. Oh, yeah. That's and not then, cool. So then... <laughs> that's terrible. That, then, the person so couldn't get the money. Well, no, everybody got the, the money, but then the restaurant wanted it back because the restaurant had to pay for it through the oh, credit. yeah, yeah. And the restaurant's like, we need our money back. Oh. That's kind of funny. That's not good. No. Yeah. Man, I want to leave a $1,000 tip. Well, Why? What's holding you back? <laughs> yeah, not having hey, it. What's holding you back, buddy? <laughs> you no know chance. what? I want to leave a $10,000 tip. You know How what? Cool would that be? I want to drive a new Ferrari into the front of the store and put a bow on it and say, this is for the yes. winner. That'd be cool, too. Yeah, yeah. Send to Eddie. Yeah. How awesome would that be, no, though? Eddie says all this stuff that he wants to do. I, yeah, he's never going to do it. I want to yeah, donate a, a kidney. Yeah, I want, yeah, I, I want to go to space and ride, 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 ride I do. the moon. I do, though, guys. I want to get a Brazilian butt lift. But Eddie does say a lot of like good stuff that he wants to do, like get credit for it. Like, I want to donate a kidney and we're like oh that's so cool and then we're like okay well someone's called and they're mm -hmm. he's like ooh, maybe what not. i'm saying yeah. is i want to have that much money that i can leave a thousand dollar tip okay yeah i don't want to leave a thousand dollar tip and be like dang i'm broke but we've <laughs> noticed a trend here yeah this solidifies <laughs> where it. a lot of the stuff that you uh -huh, say uh -huh. or that you want to do are super positive like give back things so hopefully we go oh that's really cool that he wants to do that he's I, so thoughtful hey i did inquire about that kidney 
No, you didn't. I asked a little bit more questions about, like, will I be okay with one kidney if I donate? And the answer is yes. Yeah. So you got the answers that you needed to get to continue on. I'm still thinking about it. Right. <laughs> Great point, Amy. Anyway, what? This whole situation's good. He left her a thousand bucks. She could use it at the end, right? Yeah. That's a great story. Eddie, anything else you want to do today? No, nah, maybe, no, maybe work at a soup kitchen. I no. really love to work at a soup no, kitchen. I don't want to do that. I'd love to. Okay. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Encyclopedias and pencils, they're not really needed as much at schools anymore, which makes sense. But like those businesses, I don't know, is there a number two company? <laughs> pencil company? I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, because it really wasn't a type of pencil. I think yeah. it was a brand. But encyclopedias and pencils, are used way less and less. Now it's mostly iPads. Also, no pencil sharpeners. Think of all the people out of work as technology now. Oh, Crazy, man. man. Dang. The coal industry and the pencil sharpener industry. <laughs> Suffering. Glad you guys are here. Let's go over now. We're going to try to figure out the morning corny, which is what we do on Thursdays. It's called the investigative corny. She got a bunch of jokes over there. We're going to go the full 90 seconds. Come on. See how many we can get. The record is five. five? Man, that was a good day. That was a good day for sure. Sometimes we get one. <laughs> All right, 90 seconds on the clock. When she finishes the joke, the timer will start. Ready and go. The morning corny. What do you call an illegally parked frog? Ribbit. Hop, hop, hop. hop. Road toad. 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 Good. Toad. That one. one. Yes. yes. Come on. What do you call a rude cow? Mean moon. Moon. Moody. 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 No? Okay. Uh, a mean cow. What's mean? Mean cow. Beef. Slow. Oh. Beef starter. Beef. Mean cow. Beef. Lean and mean. Beef. Lean beef. Moo. Rude beef. Mood beef. Beef. Wow. Beef. beef stew. Beef stew. Beef jerky. What do you call a rude cow? What'd you say? What'd you say? Beef jerky. Beef yeah, jer jerky. 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 That's beef it. Jerky. He's a jerky. Okay. Walked into that one. Okay. Why are balloons so expensive? Because they float away. They go. They, they, they always go Inflation, inflation, inflation. Inflation. <laughs> That's three. Let's go. Why are peppers good at archery? Shooting arrows. Uh, nose. Damn. Nose. Peppers. Archery. archery. Arrow. Hot. Tamale. Target. They hit the spot. Target practice. They hit the peppers. Hot. Hot, hot shot. That's hot shot. Why did, what is it again? Why are peppers so good at archery? Because they jalapeno business. The jalapeno target. <laughs> jalapeno target? What? Mike, what's the time? Jalapeno. Jalapeno. Follow that, like, style. Archery. Jalapeno. What, what's archery? Tongue habanero. The habanero. Yeah. habanero. That's it. That's it. Okay. Five seconds. How do you cook an alligator? Uh, fry it. Damn. Tuscany. Hey, you got four. What's the alligator? Why are peppers so good at archery? No, the alligator. Oh, I thought you said elephant. Oh, you want the last one? Oh, yeah. how do you cook an alligator? I said Tuscany. Uh, go ahead. In a crock pot. Oh, oh that's good. Fine. Hey, four is pretty good, boys. Let's go. We should be proud of ourselves. We should be proud of ourselves. All right, go ahead. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. It is George Strait's birthday. Oh, the king. 71 years old. Wow. Still killing it. Happy birthday, George Strait. He was born May 18th, 1952. He was named CMA Entertainer of the Year in 89, 90, and 2013. ACM Entertainer of the Year in 90 and 2014. What do you think his biggest streaming song is of all time? Amarillo by Morning. And number two, Amarillo by Morning. Okay. What's number one? It's easy. Go. Carrying Your Love With Me. At number four, Carrying Your Love With Me. Got it. Go. All my exes. No, didn't make top five. What? But it's a jam. All my exes live in Texas. The number one 
It's check yes or no, George Strait. Check uh, yes or no. So I'm going to give you five facts you may not know about George Strait. And Amy, you claim to be the biggest George Strait fan in the history of the world. So okay. who encouraged George Strait to be an actor? It's a trivia question for you. To be an actor? Yep. Because he was in pure country. I know that. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> probably. Yeah, um, is Carl Tom Parker, Elvis's manager. Really? Yeah. This is George talking about it in an interview from back in the day with Bob Pickett. Colonel Tom Parker, who is, everybody knows, you know, was Elvis Presley's manager. Well, we've been playing Vegas for a lot of years, and he's been coming out to see us just about since we started playing out there, and we've kind of got to be pretty good friends. And he kept telling me, George, you got to get in the movies. You know, I just kind of laugh. <laughs> At number four, his acting debut was actually a flop. But his soundtrack was not. But Pure Country was not a massive success at the box office. It became kind of a cult country music. That's George Strait. And I like it. Oh, now. it's awesome. Dusty. Yeah, but it really didn't do well at the box office. However, the soundtrack was massive because of what song? I Cross My Heart. That's it, yeah. I Cross My Heart and Promise to. It's George Strait's best selling album, the soundtrack to this wow. movie. Wow, and Heartland. Sing a song about the heartland. Number three, he didn't find immediate success in music and he almost gave up. In college, he became friends with the bar owner who worked at MCA Records. And that bar owner said, hey, executives, come listen to this guy. So they did and they did not give him a deal. They were like, yeah, not for us. Too Western, too Texas cowboy leaning. And so that's what happened. But his wife encouraged him to give it one more try, one more like good year. Then in 1981, he got a record deal, and the rest, as they say, is history. Then he flopped as an actor. <laughs> uh, number two, he didn't even get into country music until later in life. George Strait grew up in Texas, but most of his childhood working on a ranch. He didn't even listen to the radio growing up, really. And if he did, he was listening to news or farmers' reports. He didn't find an interest in high uh, music until high school, and he joined a garage rock band. Wow. George Strait and a rock band. We need audio of that. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't until later that he got to play in country music. And that's obviously, you know, I don't know if you know, he's a big star now. Yeah. Country music, yeah. And then number one, Amarillo by Morning never went to number one. Crazy. And it was a cover. That's ridiculous. Despite holding the record for most number one hits with 60, Amarillo by Morning, maybe his best known song, I think if you came to me, that's what I would say. That's what Amy said. Mm -hmm. It was first released by Terry Stafford. Amarillo by Morning. And it only peaked at number four. Wow. What a joke. We should play it every segment. Get it number one? Get it number one. We should do we it for do a whole week. <laughs> every segment. That'd be so just cool. Just to get that song its first number one. Amy, what do you want to say to George if he's listening? Oh, happy birthday, George. I hope you um, feel the love today and you enjoy 71. And maybe you're out on the ranch hanging with your horses, roping some... Something. Well, you have really romantic wow, thoughts of George wow, Strait. Yeah. Like, just sort of in the shirtless, cowboy, Amy? Like, yeah. I don't mean romantic, like dating. I mean, like, just yeah. that's the romance. Yeah, yeah. you George, you can have your shirt on. It's fine. Some other songs that never <laughs> went to number one from George Strait? Yeah. Run, Jam. Run. Oh, Ready? baby, run. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's that's one of my favorite George Strait songs. Mm-hmm. The Fireman. Not number one. And it comes with Fireman. That's, that's my name. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Not a number one song. Dang. True. Can you sing true? No. True. You'll be there. Wrapped. I don't know that. I don't know. This is good enough to sing. <laughs> I know the first ones. <laughs> Happy 71st birthday, George Strait. Here's a voicemail from Jenny in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Help, 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 please. I need advice. I had a tree 
got hit by lightning, I guess, because it split in two. So there's a handyman. He gave me a bid to cut down the tree and haul it off. Do I have to tip him? I don't know. Do you tip somebody like that? Or can I just pay him what he told me? Help! You can just pay him what he told you. And nobody will think a second thing about it. However, if you do throw him an extra 10 bucks, 20 bucks, maybe you'll do a little better job on the cleanup. Mm. Maybe if something happens again and he comes back, he gives you priority next time because he knows. But no, you don't owe him anything, especially if it's his own company. Think about that because he's giving you a quote. He's all in on himself. Let's say he works for TreeRemovalService.com Incorporated of National America. Well, <laughs> Good then, name. yeah. Okay. Well, then he's got to give most of that money to TreeRemovalService.com slash net. So yeah. the tip America. is probably more uh, welcomed, expected, treasured. Right. Can so, you tip him before the, the job? Well, yeah, I do sometimes. Yeah. Nice. Like Apparently movers. If you do, yeah. you I'm get like, a better let me, job. Let me break you off a little something extra here. I appreciate you. I may not see you when it's over, so I want to tip you now. Oh, right. I do that stuff. Oh, that's a good line. Yeah, I may not see you when it's but I'm, I'm eyeballing them the whole time anyway. <laughs> so yes, absolutely. But do not feel Jenny like you have to. Because you don't. You just don't have to. But you can. Okay, there you go. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I want to say thanks for everybody who has helped with St. Jude. I mean, you guys are changing lives. You guys are saving lives. St. Jude has been leading the way to the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of cancer. And I'm talking about childhood cancer. Your support actually means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food. So the parents can focus on being a parent and helping their kid live. You know, I never had cancer, but I was in the hospital as a kid for a long time. And I just remember how difficult it was, how scary it was. And then I remember getting out and having to figure out how to pay the bill. I didn't have to pay it, but you know, somebody did. But St. Jude eliminates a lot of that. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in Hope. You'll get an awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join the doctors, the researchers. Hey, join me in this fight and visit musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view an endless field of wildflowers or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're watching the show on HBO Max called Love and Death, 
and Scotty Olsen, not the twin, but the younger sister who's more famous now acting, Elizabeth Olsen. And she played, this is all a true story from down in Texas in like 1980. I don't know how the story ends, but there's like two episodes left. And so here's the, ju- can I even tell? It's a, it's a new story, right? Yes. And it, it, it's a real story that happened back in the 80s. And it so it's says not like it you're giving anything away. On the beginning, it's like, this is a true story. At the very end, it says some of the conversations may have had to be scripted out because they don't know what people are saying behind closed doors. Right. But apparently, this woman is cheating with this dude. Two normal families. But she starts cheating with this dude. They'd stop having an affair, go back to normal. The wife of the dude finds out and shows up with an axe to, to kill her. And then she takes the axe from her. She's getting attacked and kills her. And they just went to trial cool. in the show. It's cr- it's a little slow to start the show, but it's so it's really good now. And it takes everything that I have not to Google what happened <laughs> because it's a big news story. Apparently, they've done two shows on it. This is the one H- HBO Max with Jessica, Jessica Biel. Jessica Biel. So I watched that one. It was on Hulu and it's called Candy. Uh, and mm. it's it's the same exact thing. Yeah, same, same person. I, I, it was so good that I could also see myself going to watch the HBO Max one. The Elizabeth Olsen actor, actress, she's so good. She was Wanda in WandaVision. Such a good actress. But, the, I mean, it's crazy what happens. Like, she was attacked by a woman with an axe, and then she turns the axe on her, kills her, and they just go to trial, and she's like, I didn't do it. The, the craziest part to me was after she did it, Eddie, uh, she, like, went and showered and put her clothes back on and then, like, went to church to, like, pick up her kid. Like, it was oh. just, like, this whole, it's almost like. And make her seem like she was at church yeah. to give her an alibi, too. Yes. And she was like, hey, I'm here, remember? <laughs> I'm oh. at church. She's like, sorry, I'm a little late. <laughs> it's like, oh, my gosh. It's, a, it's wild. And how she went to the the husband too like she just like sat him down in a car one day and was like hey thinking about having an affair you want to yeah with the guy <laughs> yeah. this is very early yeah <laughs> it's very normal town very they're, they're all big in their local church it's that's a big part of it uh-huh. so five of the seven are done on hbo max i knew there was another show out but i haven't watched it. did you like the candy show too? yeah yeah I thought Jessica Biel did great in it, too. Really? Yeah. Man, it's wild. Uh, speaking of church, Lunchbox has asked for prayer warriors, which I see on Facebook sometimes. People are like, we need the prayer warriors, and they do the praying emoji. And usually it's somebody sick or somebody in time of crisis. But Lunchbox, why do you need the prayer warriors? Uh, because the Ultima is injured again. She's been, you know, like having a real pro- hard time starting. I, I turn the key, and it, it kind of shakes, and sometimes it doesn't start, and then it starts up. And yesterday, the check engine light came on, so I had to drop her off at the shop. And now we're just sitting around waiting and waiting for the you know the doctor to call and tell us what's okay, wrong. Okay, it's not with a it. life support. There's no <laughs> beep, 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 beep. No, no, no. It's life or death. Like, this could be the end, and we don't know. Like, the doctor's going to do a diagnosis, look over her. Mechanic. So I need everybody. Like, I mean, if you're at work today, you're at church, you know, wherever you are, to please just take a moment, put your hands together and talk to the man upstairs or talk to whoever you talk to and please pray for the Ultima, the 05 Ultima. She is in dire needs of prayers. We need to gather together at this time. Okay, okay. You know, okay. hold hands. Like, if you okay. could stop by the church and light a candle, that would be really great for me. Thank you. By the way, for everybody listening that's new, Lunchbox has an Altima. What year is it? 05 Altima, 214,436 miles. <laughs> I feel like at this point, you're praying for the oldest person on earth to survive. You should just be happy they've survived to be the oldest person on earth. I know nope. the car's not going to last much longer, and I feel like you're spending more money on it than you could actually get for it if you traded it in. 
Uh, yeah, I think it's worth $250, according to Kelly Blue Book. <laughs> and so I, I just really, I don't have another option. I don't have another car, so I would be without a car. Now, so, you can go and buy a car. So You're I'm, not hard up. I am just asking for the prayers, like, right okay. now. Like, if you guys if you guys want to join me right now. No, yeah, uh, right. no chance. No chance. <laughs> Do you want to hear his... You want to hear his mood change, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's acting right now. He's trying to act and act all sad. I hope the ultimate is okay. Yeah, I mean, it is going to be heartbreaking for him. Yes. So. But he's not sad like he's trying to get us all to pray right now live on the air for the Ultima. He's not that sad. Good. He's never asked us all to pray anywhere his whole life together. I know, but this, this is like one of the biggest moments of my life. Like, this yeah. is something I need. So, dear car gods. No, stop. You're not praying to the car gods. <laughs> Lunchbox is also upset at our company because of iHeart Country Festival. Apparently, he found out there was an after party, and now he's upset. Yeah. Oh. Did you guys know there was an after party? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I knew that. I, I did No not one know, told no. me about an after party, and I see someone in the hall yesterday, and they're like, hey, why weren't you at the after party? And I said, after party? Oh, you didn't know there was an No, I had no idea there was an after party. Yeah. Oh, was the after party? Cedar door. How did, I mean, no one told me either. I'm uh, not Mr. After Party, so right. I get it, but no one told me. Well, That's what so I'm saying. We tried to go, but couldn't get Stevenson in. So <laughs> you tried to get your kid in. <laughs> well, we were into in a, a bar. We, well, I also had my nephew Gunner, my sister, and then I was with. It's yeah. not Disneyland. It's a bar. <laughs> it's a party. I know, but it, because it was our work party, I don't know. Elizabeth went to the she check out the scene, and we all waited in the car. And she was like, "Yeah, no, twelve year olds got to go." <laughs> so lunchbox, what do you want to see happen? I want to see whoever's in charge of this after party. I want them fired. I, I want them Wait, gone. What? Like, I, I want them out of a job. Like, I am one of the biggest people in this company, and I'm not even told about the after party. Like, that makes no sense. Like, you have little, like, uh, behind-the-scenes people that, like, hand out snacks. They're at the after party, and me, I'm not even included, didn't even know about it. They did orange slices after the they sure Iron Country Festival? <laughs> snacks. Oh. <laughs> It's that, like, no, I'm more upset about that. I can't believe that no one told me there was an after party or where it was, anything like that. Like, how is that not included in my itinerary? Like, at some Did point. You go? No. Huh. No, yeah. I went to bed. I, Anybody I, go? No. No, I didn't go because I, I, I didn't know about it. Okay, we know. <laughs> well, do you need prayer warriors for that? No, I, I mean, we should pray that they can get fired. Let's do that. Dear firing gods. <laughs> no, let's... no, there's no firing gods. <laughs> Here's a voicemail we got last night. Hey, Bobby. Uh, I just got done listening to your podcast with Patrick Hicks. Very interesting dude. Very interesting stories he tells. My question, though, at one point you asked him what his favorite concert he's ever been to, and you kind of threw off that you're jaded, and you didn't name what your favorite concert that you've ever been to was. And I'm just curious what that is. I guess I'm jaded because I just see all behind the scenes of it and know it's not really as uh, a romantic experience. <laughs> or like, most times the artist is like, oh, I'm tired, I don't want to go on. Or uh, Mine's probably John Mayer in Minneapolis. It's a great show, I love John Mayer. Or Garth Brooks in Little Rock. Oh, two completely yeah. different shows. We did that one together. So, of two of my favorite artists, Garth Brooks in Little Rock. Not the one Eddie and I played in front of. That no, was that that's one. pretty cool too. I mean, yeah. But the one we saw, all three of us drove over me, Road Amy, and Eddie. Trip. Yeah. Yeah. Or Garth Brooks in Minneapolis. Or John Mayer in Minneapolis. But I appreciate that. The new Bobby cast is with a guy that I follow on TikTok named Patrick Kicks. Tells such good music stories. Check it out. Go search for the Bobby cast if you're looking for something to listen to. But right now, let's do the news. Bobby's Big Stories. There is no such thing as a midlife crisis. Thoughts, Amy? I mean, 
Is there like a little bit after midlife crisis or a little bit before? Like three quarter oh. life? <laughs> like one third life? I feel like there's circumstantial life crisis. Mid- Fair. Crises. <laughs> there are, it's a variable life crisis, like whatever's sure. happening in your life. Maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes things pop up and you're, you're like, oh, wait, how, what, why am I acting this way? And then you can assess and reel it in. So, I feel like that's a very personal thing <laughs> you're saying there. Psychological research reveals that we're constantly questioning our lives. And if we're living it right, in fact, at age 28, people start questioning the meaningfulness of their lives, which is well before a midlife crisis. The questioning of our lives peaks at 29 and then starts to decline at 30. And then we go through the cycle again at 38, 48, and 58 in the rest of our lives. Oh. So there's not really one point. It's like uh, towards the end of a decade. <laughs> although you do see a lot of those guys at 58 in a convertible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Midlife crisis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is like maybe like holding on to, yeah, or I can just now afford what I wanted when I was younger. That's a good point. Like that's a thing too. Next up, artificial sweeteners do not help weight loss. People look into shed a few pounds by turning to artificial sweeteners. They're actually not doing themselves any favors. This is new research. The World Health Organization is now advising against using these non-sugar sweeteners for weight loss. And they go through a lot of them. But And they start talking about some of the bad things. Listen, if it's not natural, it ain't naturally good for you, just generally speaking. My favorite food group... uh, well, one of my favorite food groups is preservatives. I love it. Mm, yeah. Just good. I like fruits and vegetables. <laughs> I like preservatives. And I know that's not good for me, but they say that these sweeteners that have no nutritional value, they are not good for you in many areas, including that they're not from the ground. But gosh, Diet Coke is so good. I hate Diet Coke. I hate the aftertaste. I- the aftertaste tastes like I got frogged in the arm when my arm was asleep. Right. Oh, man. You know that tingle feeling? It's like, ow, when your arm's asleep. That's what Diet Coke tastes like to me. Like, it got punched in the arm. The problem is I got hooked as a child, so I don't know what to do. My grandma drank it all the time. Right. I I never drank the regular Coke. Like, I, if you were to put a regular Coke in a diet in front of me, I'm going to choose the diet every time. It's not even about the, it just, it tastes so much better to me. It's what my body is used to. You like Diet Coke, Eddie? No. Regular Coke. All the way. Mountain Dew, too. And Diet Mountain Dew, they should have never made it. Oh, Diet Mountain Dew is where it's at. What? You still have a 90s female. Like, we just (laughs) always drink the diet. Oscar Mayer is changing the name of the Wiener Mobile to the Frank Mobile. Hmm. Because of Wiener? What? Yeah, basically. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Is this... Come on, guys. It's a Wiener. It's a hot dog. It's funny to say Wiener. (laughs) The new name is the first in nearly 100 years. They basically just are doing beef franks and they're saying that's the reason they're doing oh. the frank mobile so they had wiener whistles and other frank whistles <laughs> i never thought funny. about how that's abc fr- news that's how it got its nickname the, uh, like a hot dog being called that a wiener yeah how did it get its name <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i never thought about it either <laughs> what do you mean i have not thought about it until this story like who decided one day it's called to be a like- wiener and where does the word wiener do they name it after the human wiener because of that? Or did the human wiener get named after the is it chicken know. or the egg? But the, <laughs> Ooh. but the hot dog version. Mike, do you look it up? <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back over to you in a second, Mike. I never thought about it either. Mm-hmm. I just called it a wiener, but was it based off of that it looked like a human oh. wiener? Yeah, I don't know. Dang. Uh, the writer of Ed Sheeran's Thinking Out Loud got a tattoo that says, Independently Created to celebrate their winning copyright verdict. Ed Sheeran went to court. He won. So one of the writers, Amy Wodge, got a, a tattoo. And so Mike did ask the question, if you were to get a tattoo that was the pinnacle of your career on your body, what would it represent and where would you get it? Now, cheating for me a little bit because I have a couple. I have yeah. the microphone on my inside of my forearm for when I was put into the Radio Hall of Fame. And then I have mirror ball and small text on the back of my arm career-wise. 
I also have my grandma's initials, my mom's initials, and Caitlin's. But that, those are mine, which I already have. Amy, yours? I mean, I won a Gracie Award, which is for women in media, so that's very special. But mine would be question mark because i don't think i've hit the pinnacle yet well, well i don't think i have either but it's like the pinnacle so far oh i love i the gracie was very very special or, to me what would be the hbo max logo from your movie nice that'd be cool wow. or the movie logo wow i had not thought of that maybe all my lines <laughs> yeah that'll fit, you could that'll fit, fit them yeah, yeah. <laughs> eddie yeah mine would be uh probably walking from west virginia tennessee Oh yeah, that's with good. like the money that I, I made. Yeah. How much did you raise for charity? Uh, like four to four hundred thousand. You know, just a, this small, a little song, yeah. little Lunchbox yours? Oh man, I don't know. I mean, I would have to just have a bunch of women on my arm because back in the day, you know what I mean, when I was just <laughs> single and hitting six street. His man. career? <laughs> that's Is it because got you got them, them because of your career? Radio. No, but I was in my career at that point, so I yeah. mean, huh. what about? I, I don't know. A prom, like a crown. But I, I wasn't, that wasn't in my career. I wasn't working then. I was in high school. But that wasn't women career. aren't either. <laughs> I'm just saying of the things that you're choosing, it doesn't matter. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Lunchbox. Yeah, no problem, man. Right, well, you're over, man. Uh, Elizabeth <laughs> Holmes must report to prison by May 30th. Mm. So she got it. She got denied. That's crazy. She's really going to go to jail. She's so normal now. They've made her, they've normalized her so much. Her voice is not deep anymore. She's, She's the woman who started the company, then went to jail. Theranos. Yeah, for fraud, basically, because they said that they were representing something they couldn't do. And they were taking money from people. Although I will say, and I think you agree with me, that she did start out with good intentions. Uh -huh. And I do think she thought they were going to be able to do it. And then they just never quite got there. Well, Your Honor, I was going to the bank just to take out a deposit. <laughs> put one in myself and I decided to rob it. My intentions were good. <laughs> that doesn't really work. Right. Uh, Rivers Cuomo from Weezer thinks they made too much music. I don't agree with that. And then finally, a brawl breaks out at Disney World over a family being asked to move for a picture. The scuffle at the Disney theme park on Monday ignited after one family asked another to move so they could take a group picture in front of the park's iconic 100th year anniversary sign. Then the family started pushing into one. You know, the kids are like, stop, stop. <laughs> stop, dad, stop. Because you know it was two dads, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fight raged on for several minutes. People were recording it. People started filming the fight. Love it. There's all this footage up. Officials said later one individual had to receive medical attention, but that no one would press charges. Another video showed workers and security eventually arriving to break them up. Oh, my. At what Disney, is the, two families. The happiest, happiest, place, happiest on earth. place on earth. Mm -hmm. yeah. Wow. That's from the Daily Mail. That is the news. Those were Bobby's Big Stories. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I want to say thanks for everybody who has helped with St. Jude. I mean, you guys are changing lives. You guys are saving lives. St. Jude has been leading the way to the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of cancer. And I'm talking about childhood cancer. Your support actually means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food. So the parents can focus on uh, being a parent and helping their kid live. You know, I never had cancer, but I was in the hospital as a kid for a long time. And I just remember how difficult it was, how scary it was. And then I remember getting out and having to figure out how to pay the bill. I didn't have to pay it, but you know, somebody did. But St. Jude eliminates a lot of that. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. You'll get an awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join the doctors, the researchers. Hey, join me in this fight and visit musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made 
and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah Yeah Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Eddie, a homeless guy gave you something? Yeah, isn't that crazy? What happened? Well, I was uh, at a red light and homeless guys just walking by and I usually just like roll down the window and talk to them. I don't, if I have change, I'll give them change, but I normally don't give them money. Also, you're in a Jeep where there's no top. Totally wide open. It's wide open. Anybody can talk to you. Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. So I'm just like, how's it going, man? He's like, where's your ducky? And I go, excuse me? You're a rubber ducky. You drive a Jeep. Jeeps all have rubber duckies. I'm like, oh, no one's ever given me a rubber ducky. I don't know. So he reaches in his pocket and pulls out a duck. He goes, here you go, man. Put that on your dash. I was like, that's amazing. A homeless guy gave me something. So now it's on my dash. And he had a ducky in his pocket. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Morgan, you have a Jeep. Do you have a ducky? Yeah, I have like six of them on my dashboard. Why would you never give Eddie one? That's rude. I did give him hey, one. Hey, that's American society you know, right there. You gave me a ducky. Get rich or poor, it, stay poor. You know what? what? I was he waiting for him. him to bring it up, and I ducked him one time, and you know what? I think he threw it away. Oh, that's what that was. She put it on my uh, door handle. You didn't know what it was? No idea. And I did throw it away. What did you think it was? I, I thought somebody pranked me. I'm like, I have no idea what you this is. You got ducked. Morgan, so people give you ducks all the... What's the I, I had a Jeep for a while, and the wave thing got annoying. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I kept yeah, thinking yeah. I knew them, and I was like, who was that? Oh, God. You know what happens to me? What? I drive my wife's car. It's not a Jeep, and I wave to people, and they don't wave back. I'm like, oh, I'm you're used to Jeep. doing the Jeep wave? Yes. <laughs> What's the duck thing, Morgan? It's basically them saying they like your Jeep, so you they'll duck you, and they'll leave a little note with it, or they may just leave a duck, and it's just like, we ducked you because we like your Jeep. So no one, except for Morgan, has ever ducked your no Jeep? No one's ever ducked me. Your Jeep's no. pretty cool. Except now a homeless guy ducked me. Well, you know why Morgan gets ducked? Hot chick. Well, my Jeep I mean, is just parked. Right. No, they, no. They so they see stalk her. Yeah, they see her get out of the Jeep like hot blonde. Let me, this is my end. I'm a ducker. Been waiting to duck her for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they're not, they don't stick around to, yeah, they do it when I'm not in the car. Right. It happens like, when it's like sitting in the parking lot. But they leave a note, lot. right? Is their phone number on the duck? No. It's just like sometimes people will do little stickers with them and be like, this is my Jeep. That'd be the way to do they it. They leave a number know. or an Instagram name no, or anything? No, that hasn't happened. But I did have two like in a row and I think it might have been 
somebody. No follow up ever happened. Can people without a Jeep duck someone? I think people have tried. It just doesn't catch on like Jeep ducking does. No, 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 no. If I don't have a Jeep but I like your Jeep, can I duck you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you totally could. duck me, dude. Why would you? It's like you're trying to be a partisan thing when you're not. Hey, that's my whole life. Elementary school, junior high. Whatever you want, I'll let you duck me. Okay. All right. All right. This this whole segment's been ducked up. All right. Hey, listen. Well, we have to go because we're going to get fired already. So, what are you talking like about, Like, if your Amy? phone autocorrects the bad word. Yeah, to duck. To, to duck, you're still using foul language. <laughs> nice. All right, that's what we're hilarious. <laughs> I like that, Don't Amy. Don't clap for that one. <laughs> Don't do it. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. A young pastor took over a very old church, and he was like, man, we need to spruce it up a little bit, modernize it. He's like, it's a, new, it's a pastor bonehead. I don't, <laughs> we may be in uncharted territory here. Go ahead. I'm and he was like, oh, you know those old stained glass windows? <laughs> Let's get rid of those. Let's sell them. Mm. So he put them up for sale. I, they're worth so much money, I bet. And he sold them for $6,000. Okay. Mm. And it turns out they're rare Tiffany glass, and they're worth half a million apiece. Oh, wow. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> that, yeah, 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 yeah. That it's is a bonehead. Hey, somebody got a good deal. Yeah. Someone got a great <laughs> deal. Someone put them up for auction. That's wild. Maybe that the <laughs> person a, that a, got them for a good deal prayed for a good deal. <laughs> uh, maybe, yeah. Or maybe they were like... I'm about to take advantage of the situation. Maybe it was the devil. Yeah. Oh, oh, of course. Who saw for sale, came in human form, and was Whoa. like, Oh, okay. I didn't go that route. <laughs> wow. I have a very similar story to that that I'll be able to share one day. Mm. That yeah. I can't share right this moment, Ooh. but one day I will be able to share a very similar story. So just write it down. You know, it's, May, it's middle of May right now. Mike, um, August 1st, I will try to, t- I think I'll be able to tell my story by then. Okay. Oh, you sold some windows? I busted some. You bought a church? Uh, I threw a base. Yeah. yeah. You're, You're a, a young pastor? pastor? <laughs> oh, or you bought something? Oh, oh, oh. Okay, Lunchbox. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Let's get a movie review in before we get out of here. And now, Movie Mike's Movie Minute. What's the movie, Mike? Hypnotic, starring Ben Affleck. You know, when I watched Air with Ben Affleck, I was reminded I really like Ben Affleck in movies. Yeah. He's not just a dope, because the memes. Of him outside with the Dunkin' Donuts, smoking like, oh, <laughs> or even just walking Baggy around. Uh, he's just always like, uh, he's really good. Great uh, director, great actor. Yeah, he really is. So he's in a movie called Hypnotic. What's it about? It's about he plays this detective trying to find out what happened to his missing daughter. It's a secret government agency that he thinks is behind it. Okay, I like that. Sounds interesting. Where? What's it on? It is in theaters. Oh, oh, oh no, you're out. Yeah. <laughs> Good? No, I think I'm the only one who saw this movie. It only made $2.4 million, cost $65 million to make. Oh. oh Have you ever seen Inception? Yeah. This is like if Inception was made at Dollar Tree. It's a Dollar Tree version of Inception. Dang. I thought it was like a daughter being stolen in an FBI type movie. And then it gets crazy because there's these people who have this ability to like hypnotize you and they can manipulate the things you see. It really goes off the rails really quickly. Those kind of movies have that... that- that's risky. You know, the movie that could have gone off the rails was the one where they did the split timelines that won all the Oscars? Leonardo DiCaprio? Mm-hmm. It was on Amazon. I watched it on Amazon. It's the movie that won all the Oscars last year, like seven of them. Uh, everything, oh, everything, all yes, oh. everything. That one, that one could have easily done what Hypnotic did. Oh. It could have lost its place, and it didn't. That did a great job, and so it won Oscars. When that happens and they lose that much money, does that exact, like, I don't know what Whoever green was. lit that or whatever. But they probably didn't promote it. They probably knew it wasn't going to make money. So they didn't promote it and waste that money. And Ooh. then they wrote off, they get to write off the loss. It probably was a strategy once they realized the movie sucked. Wow, okay. 
Mike, do, do you know at what point they realize it? <laughs> they just keep going. They're yeah. like, well, might as well finish. <laughs> well, you got to put it out. <laughs> yeah, once you're so invested in it, you still got to put it out, and then you can yeah, do the write-off. Okay. But remember, like, was it like a Batgirl? Yeah, yeah. never came out. They it made was, the whole movie oh, and said terrible. it would be better just write it off as a loss <gasps> than to put it out. It's ready to go, going to be on HBO, and then never came out. Wow. And I think the star is like her first big movie, and they cut it. That's oh. One day that has to come out, right? Yeah, then someone, you have to pay the government back. I don't know. You know, if you write it all off and then it comes out later. Oh, yeah. So, Hypnotic, what do you give it? I give it 1.5 out of 5. It's probably the second worst movie I've seen so far this year. It was so boring that this guy fell asleep in the movie theater and you could hear him snoring. Wow. What was the worst? A movie called 65 with Adam Driver. It was a sci-fi movie. That's still the worst of the year. Do you see where I, that that everything, everything after, whatever could have yeah. could have easily gone off the rails? Yeah, whenever you go to so far into sci-fi, you can lose people. This one loses you. Yeah, the Mario Brothers movie now is out of theaters, though. Yeah, you can buy it. You can't watch it for free. It'll but be you can on. Buy it. Yeah, it'll be on Peacock later in June. But right oh, now, that's you can, massive for Peacock. Yeah, you can pay thirty bucks to watch it. Peacock has one of the playoff games too coming I up. Football that. season. They got us streamed only on Peacock. <laughs> We're gonna have to get Peacock now. You may have it. <laughs> I don't have There's Peacock. There's like a free version of Peacock, right? Oh, is there? I think with ads. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I have Peacock because Snake in the Grass is on Peacock, my show that I did with NBC. And so you can still watch it up there. But yeah, Peacock's been trying. But football, wrestling is good for it. Yeah. And then the Mario Brothers movie. Yeah. Because that's the biggest movie, like the moneymaker of the year, right? Made a billion dollars. A bill- that's crazy. That's opposite of the Ben Affleck movie. Yeah. <laughs> the exact opposite. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Show. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts, the medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts.